Welcome to the Garbage Park Podcast, <laughs> aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves now. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. You can do it. <laughs> At 487.52, your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who were resigned but are now laughing hysterically. <laughs> The Garbage Party Bond is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. <laughs> I it's wish like, I could say I'm just like loaded on cough medicine, but I absolutely am not. <laughs> it's just like fucking amateur hour over here. <laughs> yeah. So. And no one's going to hear this, Megan. No one's no. going to hear why we're laughing. No, I know. <laughs> Uh, so I told Kelsey to, like, make a sound, so there was a spike in audio, so when I'm, like, trying to line up the tracks, it, it works a little bit better, and I just thought she'd, like, do, like, a normal person and, like, you know, clap her hands or something, but instead she just made a bird noise, and <laughs> here we are. I didn't think you'd start immediately. <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, anyway, so, uh, thanks for listening, and, uh, no. <laughs> oh, man. So, it's been a while. It has been a while. How was your trip? It was lovely. I had a revelation, um, about my marriage, which turns out to be very true, even if my husband doesn't think so, is that we have to leave the country in order to spend some time together. Oh, I could have told you that. Yeah. See, I'm dumb. So I didn't realize that this was the life that I'm living. It was really nice. The weather was gorgeous. And I had a lovely time. And he did too, I think. And it's so dumb, though, now that we have our dumb dog son. It's just like every day we're just like missing him and stressing over him. And it's just like... Ah, stupid. So what did you do with him while you were gone? Uh, usually he goes to Chris's dad's house, but Chris's dad is knee-deep in tax time right now because he's an accountant. So, uh, our friend Malcolm, friend of enemy of the podcast and myself, (laughs) uh, and his wife watched him and he, uh, made a friend with Malcolm's dog Merlin and I guess they had a grand old time well that's good yeah but also like a hassle yeah well especially cause they don't live in town so I have to drive all the way to where they live and then drop the dog off and then not cry in the driveway and drive all the way back right Ugh, it's stupid I mean, you could just not ever go anywhere and then never see your husband. Now, I didn't think about that. I'm just saying, and then you wouldn't have to worry about the dog because it wouldn't be such a hassle. But see, I did appreciate a vacation from my dog duties. Fair enough. I only had to worry about one entity's poop and pee schedule and not two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. So what, so what was, was the best thing that you did? Oh, um, best thing that we did. We ate a lot of good food. 
Um, oh my goodness. I went whale watching again. Which was fine. If you don't know, I fucking love whales. I do remember you losing your shit when we were in Sweden. At that museum, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we saw a big old dead blue whale. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a really good experience in Sydney when we were there in the summer whale watching. Like, we saw tons of stuff, but it wasn't as good in Hawaii because the boat I was on was so big. It held, like, 1,500 people. Oh. And it just, like, I think they only do their route and just wait for the whales to come to them. So, it was it was right. fine. I still saw two from a distance, but not as good as uh, in Sydney. But, you know, I still cried a little bit on the inside seeing my favorite humpback whales. Well, it was funny. I was I saw a commercial for Newfoundland tourism yesterday, mm-hmm. and in like the beginning of June is the start of iceberg season, mm-hmm. but also like whale watching. Yeah, and I was thinking they about come you. back up to feed. Yeah, I was thinking about you, like how much you would love just like driving along the coast and watch like the the whales just breach. Oh God, I'd love it more than anything, really, like just amazing and we were um we went snorkeling at this bay and we had to like park fucking five miles away and then walk and of course it's like 30 degrees so you're like fucking dying but um it was nice because the the it was nice and clear so you could see like the blows of whales from way out so you're just like happy that you know they're there and it makes your heart warm and fuzzy I love whales. I know you do. I didn't really know how much. Until Sweden? Until Sweden. (laughs) Like, I knew that you loved them, and this was not a surprise to me, but, like, I feel like the level of love was a bit of a surprise to me. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd die for whales. Like, I keep telling Chris that my dream is to go to, um, like, the Baja, California, Mexico area, because that's where blue whales... Um, mm-hmm. uh, are generally found for their breeding and where they take care of the young. And I was like, if I saw a blue whale, oh my god, I probably would start sobbing and never stop. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's like if I actually saw an elephant in the wild. Oh, for Just sure. Like, elephants in captivity, I mean... When there were still elephants, like, at the Calgary Zoo, mm-hmm. before they got rid of them, that was my favorite thing to go and do. I know. Was just to go and watch them. There's just something so endearing about those extra big animals. Like, I feel the same way about hippos, too. Hippos are just fascinating. The Calgary Zoo has some, and they've got a pretty good enclosure. Obviously, it's, like, a thousand times too small, as all zoos are. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny to just sit in the little thing and just hear those fucking hippos grunt. And it sounds like a bloody jet engine every time they do. I know, and just, well, and watching them, like, they look like they would be so friendly and fun, but you know that they will kill you. Well, they can fucking crush a watermelon just like we would a gummy bear, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Oh, God. 
animals. So where's your next trip to? Do you have a plan yet? Um, my husband has a conference in May in Vancouver, I think. I think I'm going for that. And, um, he has a chance to sign up for this, like, super specialty ultrasound injection course that is happening in London. Cool. And, um, I think he's on the wait list for that. But that would be in June, I think. So I don't know. Still waiting to hear about that one. That'd that be would be fun. cool. And then I'm trying to convince my dad and my sister and Chris to go back to Norway in August. Yeah. But that's taking much more convincing than I thought. I mean, I would go to Norway in August if I had a reason to go to Norway in August. Mm-hmm. I know. It's not like your dad lives there, but my dad lives there. Yeah. He's in Dubai take... right now, by the way. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. Nice. Just like, fuck. Just like traveling the world, doing his thing? I know, but it's just like, the amount of times in the last week where I said, God damn it, I'm turning into my dad, but I think he's turning into me. <coughs> How come? Well, he's just traveling the world. It's he true. never did that before. He's just seeing people and places and Well he needed the opportunity, right? Yep. So if you could like now that you've done the Australia thing and I know you love going to Hawaii. Uh-huh. If you could like have your dream trip, your next sort of like dream vacation, where would it be? Oh, I do um well I'd wanna go with my dad to our homeland of Austria. That would be the tits. And do it as, like, a family trip. I think that would be so awesome. Have you ever been? No. That would be pretty cool. It would. I think it would mean a lot to him, too, to go. And to go with us. And see the town where we came from. And why are goddamn... His dad and my grandpa and his brothers decided to change the spelling of our last name to make it easier. Excuse me. How was it spelled before? S-T-I-E-R, I think. Oh, okay. I gotta Google this. Hold on. Because it's the, there's like a gun that's called the Steyer gun. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Don't Google E-R, the TV series, Kelsey, for fuck's sakes. S-T-I-E-R. Oh, sorry. It's S-T-E-Y-R. Oh, okay. That's what it used to be. Oh, okay, okay. I gotcha. And there's also, like, a town in Austria that is, like, the same spelling as our last name. It's, you know, history. Okay, so I have a quiz for you about vacations. Oh, okay. And it's what's what? Where should your next vacation be ultimately? Oh well, is it BuzzFeed? It is a BuzzFeed one. Ugh, I only do the best. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, question one. It is date night. Where are you going? Dinner in a movie? A nature hike? Bottle service at the club? A wine tasting? A fun dive bar? Or an art gallery opening? Uh, probably dinner in the movie. Okay. Question two. 
Which food is your spirit animal? I feel like they don't understand what a spirit animal is, but okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like I know the answer to this already, but I'm going to just wait till you say. It's, is it pie, kale, protein bar, wine, pizza, or french fries? Oh, probably pie. That's what I thought. I was just going to say cheese. I'm upset that cheese isn't on the list. Which word best describes you? Charming, introspective, laid back, adventurous, cultured, or party rocker? Oh god, I hate these ones. What were the first two? Charming and introspective. I'm gonna go with charming, Megan. I think that's probably accurate. <laughs> what is your favorite outdoor activity? Um, barbecue, drinking, driving, exercising, laying out, or if you could live outside, you would. Wait, were, was drinking and driving together? No, they're separate. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got distracted by that. Can you read me the list again? Yes. Barbecue, drinking, driving, exercising, laying out, or just living outside. Laying out. Okay, also, I had already picked that one before I even <laughs> read them to you. <laughs> you know me too well. Okay, pick an app for your phone, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I know the answer to this one as well. Temple Run 2, Shazam, Pinterest, Waze, I don't even know what that is, Groupon, or Tinder? I don't know what any of those are. I think you Waze, know what, that's the navigation app, isn't it? Maybe? I don't know. You know what Pinterest is. Yeah, I, I fucking hate Pinterest, though. What's Temple Run 2? Is that a game? I think it's a game. Yeah, okay, that one. Right. It's not word chums. <laughs> uh, what would you bring with you to in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I know the answer. I'm going to pick it for you, and then you're going to tell me that I was right. Okay. Uh, my yoga mat, my car, hiking boots, something comfy to wear, a handle of vodka, or all the cheese I can find. <laughs> yeah, it's a cheese one. <laughs> also, I, I have absolutely zero zero expectations of myself in the zombie apocalypse like i would love to die immediately <laughs> just be like, done with it just be done with it not even a try who needs to survive who why why I, oh no I i'm dropping into my seinfeld again <laughs> i agree with you okay pick a dream home uh, a five-star hotel an inspired modern mansion a log cabin in the woods a vineyard in Tuscany, a country estate, or a penthouse suite? Oh, penthouse for she's. Can you guess what I would pick? Log cabin. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest regret of your life? And I would like to point out that the picture that is attached to this question is James Vanderbeek from Dawson's Creek crying. You know the one. Um, before, you, before you answer, is cheese an option? Uh, no. Ugh. Oh, those other just picked it and moved on. Um, so your biggest regret, never learning another language, trying that street hot dog, shooting that man, <laughs> shooting that man in Reno, forgetting the leftovers, never hiking the Appalachian Trail, or waking up before 10 a.m. Oh, number one and number last one are so tempting. Probably the language one. Okay. Guess, okay, your vacation, your next vacation should be at an all-inclusive resort. Is it tropical? Yes. Nice. 
All you need so all you need is a warm beach, a nice drink, and luxury all around you. Fuck yeah, my dude. And there's there's suggestions to go uh, to Cancun or Antigua or uh, somewhere on the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Oh, I was so close. So there you go. <sighs> well, thank That's, you. I feel very validated because what where... I love about tropical vacations is just swimming in the ocean, my dude. Just give me that beach. Give me the sand. Give me the surf. It's a great time. Um, the zombie apocalypse question is a weird question. Yeah. I felt like that might have been a nice segue because you wanted to talk about The Walking Dead. Is that I true? did. That's what I thought of when I read the question. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Walking Dead. Yeah, so I watched the season finale of The Walking Dead on Sunday. Uh-huh. And I watched, like the previous two over spring break because I hadn't been caught up um and the previous two are so intense like there's so much happening and you got you know a lot of backstory which is missing which has always been a very frustrating thing about the show is because they tell you these little tiny tiny story snippets and then like you don't ever know the answer to some of your questions right and then like 19 episodes later they're like here's a whole entire episode about that one little event that we mentioned last season and you're like for the love of god um isn't this that why one, you love people who write, like, episode um, summaries? Because you're just like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. Oh, it's so good. Like, I wish that Television Without Pity was still a thing. What's that? That was, it was maybe my favorite website in the history of anything. Um, and Television they used to do... Without Pity. Yeah, and so they used to have, like, like uh, episode summaries of great shows. And Friday Night Lights was, um, was one. And so then they shut down... The site, like, they, I don't know if they ran out of money or whatever. Anyway, and the woman who did this Friday Night Lights recaps on Television Without Pity, she just, like, she wrote probably 400,000 words about that show. Whoa. Which is just a goddamn dream. Like, that is my, that is my dream job. Um, and, oh, absolutely. And I remember and the, the, her, like, episode about the pilot, she said something about, um... Because at the end, of the, at the end of the pilot episode of Friday Night Lights, it's a very big long tangent now. Apparently, um, the uh, coach Taylor, he's got this voiceover where after Jason Street gets hurt, he says that they're going to be tested to their souls, to their very souls, and that was like the last line of her recap. Oh. So we're going to be tested to our souls, our souls, you guys. I can't wait, and I was just like, oh, I'm I'm in for this ride, and it was really cool because she loved the show so much that reading. Her recaps about it uh, were just so wonderful, so solid. Because, yeah, yeah. It's and, not but it's like this happened and then this happened and this happened. No, like there were only I'm trying to think how many episodes there were. There was like 22 and 15, and then another 39. So like, not many, 70 episodes maybe of the show, something like that. Right. And she wrote 400,000 words about it. Whoa. Yeah, like, her, her, they were very detailed and very... It was so great. Oh, man, it was so good. And I've often thought that it would be really nice for The Walking Dead if, like, something like Television Without Pity existed. Yeah. Um, because they would also give episode grades and stuff. And they were they were vicious. Like, if it was a shitty episode, they would tell you. Like, this was a bad fucking episode, and this is why. Um, but to have those detailed summaries, I feel like, sometimes would be super nice. So, like, the Without Pity was just, like just honestly like this episode fucking rocked and this one was just a filler thanks lost 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this whole season, this whole show was an entire filler. Yeah, like, whatever, <laughs> yes. Um, and so I've often thought that having that around during The Walking Dead would have been very useful because of those, like, weird flashback episodes or, like, you notice something and you're like, wait a second, that looks sort of familiar. Where is it? Whereas, like, if you have someone who's doing that work, they would have gone back and been like, oh, it's connected to this thing from, like, three seasons ago. Remember this. Yes. Um, and so... The two episodes ago, so, like, the episode 14 was a big flashback uh, episode with Michonne uh, and sort of the aftermath of Rick uh, disappearing. Everyone thinks he's dead, but um, they just can't find him because he's gone. And you learn some reasons why she's got this, like, X branded into her skin and what happened there and, and some backstory about why she sort of isolated her community away from the other people, even the people that they, like, made the journey with and all this kind of stuff. Um, which was really good for some context because in the episode, like last week's episode, the 15, it was called The Calm Before, and then 16 was called The Storm. Oh, no. Um, and The Calm Before, fucking everybody died. Like, it was just nuts. It was so good. That's The Calm Before? Yes, because the storm was an actual storm in, like, actual winter. Oh, right. Which on this show... winter was happening. On this show, it has hardly been winter. It's been a little bit cold at times, but they've never actually had real winter. Yeah. Um, and that's part of it is because of the, is the way that they just play with time on the show, that they'll just all of a sudden be like a four-month time jump, and that's essentially, I'm sure, what winter in Georgia would have been. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm going to Google winter in Georgia. But, like... So in the in fifteen in the calm before, um, basically all of these different communities of all these people, and they're all communities like from the comics. Um, there's Alexandria and the hilltop and the kingdom and this oceanside one, and they were all sort of coming together in this fair to get every, It's like a trade fair essentially. So you bring your goods and and trade with for things that you need with these other communities. But because these communities had been separate for so long, there were people who lived in these communities who had no idea who some of these other people were. And that became really, really important because, like, the big villain at this point in the in the series, uh, they're called the Whisperers, mm-hmm. and they're like walkers or people who wear like zombie skin to blend in. What the fuck? Yeah, so they can well then because they're disguised, or whatever they can like blend in and walk with the zombies when they need to. Are the zombies uh, that dumb? Yes. Well, because there's nothing going on in their brains, right? And then the the people wearing, like, the walker masks smell like zombies. And so so as long as they don't smell like people, then they're kind of indistinguishable. And so that's their strategy, to sort of blend in. And they they wear these dirty, gross clothes, and they walk really slow, like, like the zombies do. And then all of a sudden, you know, they'll come across a group of people who think it's just a herd of zombies. But it's not a herd of zombies. It's people who are going to murder them. Um, and that's how they do things. So the big villain right now, her name is Alpha. Very cleverly, I guess. I don't know. Um, and they were in a turf war, essentially, with her because her daughter had been, like, rescued from the Whisperers mm-hmm. by some of the people that we know and love. And she just wanted her daughter back. And her daughter didn't want to go back. Oh, um, damn. And so, yeah. So... Alpha finds out about this fair through a network of whatever, and she shows up. She's all cleaned up. Uh, she's played by Samantha Morton, um, and she's phenomenal. She's a great villain. And she shows up at the fair, 
and she's dressed like in a dress and she's got a wig on and her face is all clean and at first when I was watching I didn't even recognize her whoa because she's so like she's bald in the show and she's like got all she always wears like like charcoal and whatever like smudged all over her face to so that her eyes look more sunken in when she's dirty got the mask on. yeah all this kind of stuff and so in the comics the whisperers kill 12 of the people from the storyline and they put their heads on pikes to like mark the line between like the border between like the whispers territory and everyone else's and so in this in the show they only killed 10 um but it was super cool how they did it and so you have like these people um you know at the fair and like their loved ones or their friends or whatever are looking for them and trying to find them um and then they can't they just can't find them you know and they're like hey if you see this person can you send them our way or whatever right um and then all of a sudden you have five characters at the end like kind of walk over the crest of this hill and there's these weird flashbacks in between and that sort of thing and then you see these heads up on these pikes and that's the border between the the land and so of course like the people are you know like taken aback that their friends and loved ones whatever have been killed this way including the Um, daughter no she was saved but she had sort of had this like little fling with this kid named henry Uh and he got killed so like to hurt her yes absolutely um, and so there was all, and so that was like at the end of the episode and it was like, the music was really well done. Like it was so, so well done. And then this past episode was probably the most like anticlimactic season finale of The Walking Dead that there has been. And it was, I really enjoyed it. Lots of people in, on the internet really hated it because it was so boring, but I thought it was great because like there was a snowstorm and they had to basically get from like their different disparate communities to one place to be together because they recognized that like this woman was able to come in and murder all of these people and like capture these people and take them away from us because we don't know who lives where and who people are. Right. And so they basically their big foe in this one is the weather. And it was the first time in the whole show that there was like any kind of hint of real, real inclement weather um, other than a couple rainstorms. And I mean, it was like bad Hollywood snow, as there always is. Yes, of course. But, and I mean, it, I guess but if you grow like up with salt snow, flakes or whatever, they used well. They used a bunch of stuff. They used like they used soap flakes and they used you know whatever. But then to make like stuff stick, they would you know use hairspray, and then make some and then like blow these flakes at people to like get them to stick to their clothes a little bit. And right. so they at least tried. But Reva made a really good point when we were talking about it yesterday uh, at Choir that like. If it was real snow, um, the where they were walking, there would have been, like, these huge drifts if it had been as windy as the show said it was. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good point, actually. Uh, and somebody for sure would have died of frostbite, like, guaranteed. Um, <laughs> like, there's no possible way they all make it out safe. Because, like, nobody died in this one. In this which, storm. Which is kind of nice, to be honest. Like, it was nice that no one died. Because, yeah, you know, it's... It, it, it's just nice sometimes when, like, their big obstacle is something that they can actually overcome instead of, you know, whatever terrible thing is, is coming. Yeah. But all we know, so, like, at the end of the episode, they get everyone gets back to Alexandria and behind their big walls and stuff, and then, like, there's, like, a little snowball fight with, like, the kids that are there and some of the adults, which was really kind of sweet. And then 
you go, they flash to the Whispers who have, like, left and actually gone south for winter. Like, they've migrated, ultimately. Nice snowbirds. <laughs> and are in a much warmer climate because there's no snow. Um, and then the last thing we hear is, like, a voice over this two-way radio that's not one of the, like, main characters that we still have. What? So they're, like, looking for some kind of... Because, uh, you know, you can do, like, hat radios and stuff, and as long as radio towers are oh, still Oh, no, up. no, sorry, I thought you meant, like, it was a voice of someone who is dead. No, but it's just it's just someone that we don't know who it is yet. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and apparently in the comics, there's, like, in this, that part of the story arc, there's someone who comes in and sort of changes a bit of the story, but I'm not sure if it's going to be that, or, like, a character who is, you know, gone and is coming back or whatever. I'm not sure. Right. But, like, this dumb fucking show, like, it's so <laughs> frustrating for so many fucking reasons. And then, and then it, like, sucked me back in. Because Riva and I, at the beginning of the season, we were both kind of like, ugh, are we going to watch this dumb show again? And then I was like, okay, I'll watch a couple. And then it was okay. It was a new showrunner, so I was, like, giving it a try. Give and then these last, yeah. these last three episodes have just been so good that I'm like, oh, I can't believe I was ever going to give up on it. <laughs> oh, no. That's the thing about terrible fucking shows is that they can be terrible 75% of the time, but they just give you that oh, one nugget, and you're just like, God damn it. Oh, I know. And, like, yeah. And, and, I mean, there's always, like, little things, too, that you look for for, like, you know, characters, like, making dumb decisions and stuff. And so there's been this, like, story arc where Carol, who in the comics, she commits suicide, like, a long time ago. Oh, um, no. In relation. But because Melissa McBride is so good at the role, they've just kept Carol around. Well, hell Yeah. And given her other stuff to do, and she's such a badass, and it's so great. And so she, uh, she gets into, in the, in this show, she gets into this relationship with King Ezekiel, who, like, calls himself an actual king. It's all really strange. Um, and from day one, I was like, I don't buy it, I don't buy it, I don't buy it. And then in this last episode, you could tell that Carol was, like, trying to make up her mind and realize that she didn't want to be, like, separated from her friends anymore. Like, Michonne and Daryl and people that she knew. And so she, like, tries to give Ezekiel his ring back. And he says something about how he'll always love her. And she's like, it was just a fairy tale for me. And I'm like, that's fucking right it was. was Oh, I thought it was going to be, like, off with her head. (laughs) But, no, but, and so there's, like, those little things, too, that now I'm like, well, now what do they do with this? Where is this? What's this going to turn into or whatever? So, dumb show. (laughs) I hate it so goddamn much. No, you don't. No, I don't. I love it. Now it's like October can't come soon enough. Oh, that's the worst part. The fucking hiatus. Yeah. Brutal. Well, the problem with this one, too, like, the thing that I like about, like, say, Outlander, for example, is usually it's just, like, here's all 13 episodes and go. Yeah. Or maybe there might be, like, a week in between, you know, for a particular reason. But in this one, they do eight in the fall, and then they come back in February and do eight more. That Lost used to do that shit too, and it was the fucking worst. Cause this was like pre Twitter, pre Insta, so it was just like, oh my god, the theories and the yeah. like, insane internet speculation. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is a television show, my dudes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my that was my Walking Dead adventure, and it was great, and I'm very happy that I went on it again this season. Oh, fine. For the ninth year. Fuck. It's at nine? Yeah, it's going into ten. Oh, this is why I love British television, because they don't allow that to happen. <laughs> the only good thing about this show, 
I will say. And one of the things that is nice because it's an AMC show and they and it's only aired on AMC. Um, like it's produced by them. They, it's not that it's just they have the rights, but like it's a production by them. Yeah. Is that they don't stick necessarily to like the forty three minute here's an hour long time slot. Sometimes yeah, they can they go as to, long as they want. Yeah, and so sometimes like there's been a couple this season that have only been an hour long with commercials and there's others that have been like an hour twenty five. Oh, and that I kinda sucks like for your um, DVR though. No, mine mine's actually pretty good. It just does it. It's just you hit it and it Megan, records the whole thing. Nothing ever just does it. Come. On. It it works perfectly well. I've had zero problems. Knock on wood. Well, you're gonna now because I'm Jinx Master yeah. Three Thousand. But yeah, it, so that part's really good, and I like that. Then like, oh, you know what? We do need a little bit more time in this one because what was happening before in the first? I would say like season maybe five and six. And maybe even into seven, I'd have to look back. But I don't know if they had any that went over the runtime. Right. And so it always felt like there was things missing. Oh, I see. And you'd have to take, like, that weird leap in order to, like, get to get to whatever point. And you're like, I don't understand how we got here. Yeah. Well, that would always happen with me when um, I would record uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or uh, The Good Place or even Parks and Rec. Because there'd always be a scene as the credits were rolling. Yeah. And it would never record that scene. And that's always, oh. like, where the best jokes are. Oh, always. Always the best jokes. Because there's never any plot to deliver. They're just, like, fucking around. No. No, that's true. <sighs> um, yeah, so that's my adventure. Yay. And I still haven't watched the last episode of I Am The Night, so once I get to it, I'll oh, talk about that. I'm Meg. so sorry. Oh, I know, I I was thinking about it, and I totally forgot. Like, just 100% forgot. Remember how long it took me to watch The Last Kingdom? I have no reason to... Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That is is a very fair point. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you another story? Sure. So, I got an email. I'm taking a course right now, as you know, and Mm -hmm. I've had to do this peer review assignment um, for someone else's work. And uh, at the just in case someone might be listening, I don't want to say like what it is or anything. Uh, but I got an email from my professor with respect to my peer review, saying that I was too harsh on the person whose assignment I was critiquing. Uh, and I wanted to email him back and be like, "Motherfucker! If one of my grade ten students handed this in, I would have told them to do it again." Well, yeah, and I read your feedback. It wasn't that. Um point like it was very professional and couched in certain words and I thought it was fine I thought it was fine too and I was thinking to myself I was like first of all to get into this program we had to pass a writing assessment uh so presumably this person could write Um, but does that mean you can just submit a piece of writing like it doesn't have to be done on the spot no the this no the writing assessment was like here's the question that you need to answer oh okay and it was like it was what it was a timed thing too as well. I think it was a forty-five minute thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, you know what? Um, no, I was as professional as I could possibly be without saying this is absolute hot fucking garbage. Do it again, yeah. and follow the directions next time. Oh God, That's, I hate that. Like the 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 conflict you get forced into. Yeah, and it was just it was just very uncomfortable, but it was just funny reading that email and just being like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm being mean." But you're not. That's that like that's what your assignment was too was to provide feedback. Yeah, and I thought I did a really good job. 
And that is your job to do that effectively. So I don't know for them, uh, you know. Well, and that's like if you're ever going to publish academically, like your work goes through a peer review. And then usually what happens is they're like, yeah, this is not good and let's try and fix it. Yeah, unless you're that dude who published that fucking study on how autism causes vaccines. Oh my god, I mean how vaccines cause autism. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I'm watching the Oilers game right now, and um, it was 2-0 for the Oilers at the beginning of the second period, and it is now 3-2 for Colorado with 12 minutes left in the second period. Oh, good job. Yeah, I think the Oilers had 10 shots in the first. They have 11 right now. Well, uh, if you if you also want to talk about something that's on brand, yeah, I took a BuzzFeed quiz that said uh, eat a bunch of carbs and we'll reveal how horny you are. Yes, and I got ten out of ten, Megan. Oh well, that's I some is that because you ate all of the carbs? Is that like is that the algorithm? Well, all of them are carbs. Like no, one but is, just we can do it for you if you want. Sure, let's do it. Do you want to do it right now? Sure. Okay. I have another quiz, too, that I think would be funny. Okay, so again, eat a bunch of carbs, and we'll guess how how horny you are on a scale of 1 to 10. Sweet. Okay, first category. Pizza, avocado toast, chowder in a bread bowl, or just straight garlic bread? Oh, chowder in a bread bowl. Okay, surprising choice. Second category. Spaghetti meatballs, baguette, fries, or pad thai? Baguette. Oh, we're going to get different score. Okay. Fried rice, soft pretzel, nachos, or lasagna? Sorry, fried rice, soft pretzel, nachos, or lasagna? Yes. Like 19 soft pretzels. Okay. Okay, this is the cheese edition. Mac and cheese, grilled cheese, quesadilla, or cheese and crackers? Mac and cheese. Breakfast edition, bagel, muffin, cereal, donut. Bagel. Thanksgiving edition, mashed potatoes, rolls, stuffing, sweet potato. Mashed potatoes. Dessert edition, chocolate cake, vanilla cake, pie, any flavor you want, or chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate cake. And finally, brunch edition. French toast, pancakes, eggs benny, or waffles? Eggs benny. You got 10 out of 10. Yes. Oh my god, we're so horny for carbs. <laughs> it's true. Speak. do you know what I did not do for dinner tonight? Because I've been really struggling with the idea of like eating meals at home, and I don't really know why. It's just been like really tough to like Have do the initiative, it yeah. Yeah, like, I'll go to the grocery store, and I have food in the house, and then I get home, and I'm like, um, yeah, I'm gonna have some applesauce. (laughs) Like, like I just don't have it in me to do anything about it. Um, But I went to the grocery store today, because it was 15% off day, and so I, like, spent my $65 or whatever, and saved, like, 8 bucks or whatever it is. And uh, I made, like, I bought enough to make it, like, taco salad. Oh, yeah. Ooh, fuck yes. So I did, and I'm very proud of myself because it was almost all vegetables. That's awesome. it was really good. And it took me, like, no effort whatsoever. And I was like, you know what? I could just eat this every day. And that would probably be better than, like, I'm going to eat an apple and maybe also a banana. 
Yeah, I don't know how you survive, because if I'm not eating carbs, Megan, what am I even here for? Well, and it's funny, too, because, like, if I go to my mom and dad's house, hey, and, like, they have, they're having dinner, and they're like, hey, do you want to stay? I'll just eat whatever's there. It's not a big deal, right? Yeah. It's not that I'm, like, not enjoying food. It's just that I don't have the initiative or the motivation or the desire to, like, do anything about making my own food at this point. And yeah. so I'll go to the grocery store, and I'll, like, buy good stuff, and then I was like, well, that went bad. Shit. Oh, my God. This is why crisper drawers should not exist. <laughs> because it is just a super highway to hell for the shit that goes in there. Oh my god. It depends. For me, it depends what it is. Like berries and stuff, no problem. I'll eat them all the time. But like other things, nope. Oh, it's so disappointing too. Because you're just like, I've failed you, broccoli. I don't know what I, know. I was thinking when I bought three crowns. Well, see, see, do you know what I do? What? I buy the pre-cut broccoli. In the bag? Yes, and the reason that I do that is because if I buy, like, a head of broccoli, I'm not going to do anything with it. Because you're like, oh, no, this thing needs to be fucking chopped and washed? Come on. Ex- exactly. I'm just like, and again, when I have trouble with, like, motivating, it's really tough. So I buy, and then it's really good because I'll take, like, a quarter, I'll just buy the big bag, take, like, a quarter of the big bag, throw it on a sheet in the oven, and roast some broccoli, and it's great. Yeah, that's always the absolute best. Put a little freaking chili pepper flakes, some garlic. Yeah. Woohoo. It's true. So apparently this is now a cooking podcast. I have no idea what we're even talking about, Megan. (laughs) But I have another quiz for you. I would love to do it. Okay. So everyone, this is the title, everyone is either a hell bitch or an ass clown. Which one are you? Oh, I think I know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, so for each question, it's um, an adjective, and you have to choose yes or no. Okay. So the first one is careless, yes or no. Like for myself? I think so. No. Vengeful. Yes. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say sort of. Does vengeful equal petty? Because yes. Amenable. Yeah, generally. Conscientious. Yes. Selfish. Ah, uh, no. Neurotic. Ah, uh, what do you think? I'd say Maybe? no. Probably not. I'm no, yeah, neurotic. I'm, pr- I'm pretty level most of the time. Pessimistic. No. Impulsive. Absolutely not. Lazy. So lazy. <laughs> Really? Well, in certain ways, yes. But in other ways, no. Uh, I would... I don't know. Well, go with your gut, right? Because all you get is the adjective, so... Um, Yes, let's say yes, lazy. Okay, judgmental. Very much so. Egotistical. Not at all. Pretentious. No. Megan. (laughs) Just kidding. I am not. (laughs) Disrespectful. No. Manipulative. No. Uh, Greedy. No. Obsessive. Mildly. So yes. Yes. (laughs) Ignorant. (laughs) No. Perfectionist. Absolutely. Stubborn. Yes. Smartass. Uh, yes. (laughs) I was gonna, I was trying to think of a smartass for Mark for it, but I did not have enough time. 
Well, thorough. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Premeditative. No. Well. Go with uh, your gut. Hang on, I just gotta think about this. Like, I'm not super impulsive, but no, I'm gonna say no, because I don't have to think everything through all of the time. Volatile. Volatile? No. Down to earth. I think so, yeah. That's also just a terrible description, but whatever. Uh, diligent. Yes. Carefree. Uh, half and half? I don't know. Pick one. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know if you can be diligent and carefree at the same time. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Creative. Sort of? Yes. Okay, so, and what do you think you are? An ass clown or a hell bitch? If I'm not a hell bitch, I'm going to be really disappointed. You're a hell bitch! Yes! And you know how they have the description of, like, yeah. what the explanation is? All they have is, you knew this was coming. I did know it was coming. <laughs> I was really hoping for it, actually. Isn't that amazing? I would have, uh... I would have absolutely like flipped over my computer table here and I not been a hell bitch so here we are I I'm so happy that it was exactly what we expected it to be yeah no kidding no kidding it's just like you know sometimes I wonder about those quizzes like how do they really know like how does this actually work yeah you know but at the same time I'm like well that one that one's accurate I will take it as a horoscope the amount of times it's right on cue. Like, obviously, 10 out of 10 horny for carbs. Like, obviously. Um, kind of blows me away. I don't know what they do over at that BuzzFeed thing, but you know what? Mm-hmm. They're keeping this podcast alive. <laughs> well, they kind of are. It's true. Um, did you see the new teaser for Avengers? No, I'm not watching trailers, remember? Um, so I watched it this morning. And then I didn't realize the tickets went on sale today. Oh. Um, and so I went and I finally got tickets. It took me like an hour and a half to get through on the Landmark like website to get tickets. Oh my god. But I mean, I wasn't teaching this morning, so it was all good. Um, but uh, it was it was just like, the it looks really good. And guess what the runtime is on this movie? Would you like to know? Oh my god. 2.45. More. What? It is 182 minutes. It is <gasps> over three hours. I'm Jesus so excited. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to have to go on like a fast beforehand so I don't need to pee. Yeah, no kidding, hey? Or let's just go full dipe. Everyone in a dipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe catheters. More maybe catheters. I know someone who can insert them for us. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, I'm super looking forward to it. And I'm going on the Sunday of that opening weekend because that weekend is like a hellscape for me. So that's what the 28th? 28th, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So but I'm super super excited. I'm going to try to go with Chris's brother on a like midweek situation. Yeah. But um his work schedule is a bonkers so we haven't made firm plans yet but of course we're gonna dedicate at least three hours of this podcast to that movie oh absolutely um absolutely. can we do ta- you have any theories before we get oh, there 
Um, well, the internet is really into this theory where uh, Ant-Man is going to defeat Thanos by shrinking small and going up his anus <laughs> and then going into Big Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, I would support it. Did you see Josh Brolin's Instagram? <laughs> where you were just sitting on the toilet? Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> what a dude. Uh, he he is a dude in so many ways. He's absolutely a dude, and he's yeah. still just that hot teen from Goonies, man. Yeah, he really like it hasn't changed. No, at all. No, like no, not even a little bit. So that's just really what I'm on board for. It's just it's just Josh Brolin getting exploded by Ant Man getting big, like I yeah, don't. or just like three hours of toilet time, because like <laughs> relatable, you know. Yeah, we're all yeah, lactose right. intolerant. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. I I saw the the little teaser, and I don't know if Jess is watching trailers or not. Um, but I like took a screenshot out of something from the the teaser, and I sent it to her. It's very non spoilery. And she was very appreciative, and I was like, okay, good. Was it because it was someone looking very hot? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and she was very appreciative. <sighs> Who was the someone looking very hot? Oh, you're not going to like it, so let's just leave it alone. Oh, no. <laughs> it was super good. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, there's a lot of people I don't like. <laughs> So no, it was just it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except somehow, so I want to know now all of the backstory to this because Hawkeye now has like a full sleeve of tattoos, and oh. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> That's fine with me. I'm not into his like butch lesbian haircut though. Oh, I super love all of it. It's I know great. too many women personally who <laughs> have that haircut. Oh, that's really funny. Oh, can I tell you about this other thing? Okay. That I would have talked about um, before. So, okay. Reva and I, I have season tickets to the Citadel Theater here in Edmonton. And there's this, like, two-part play uh, that's on right now. One of the parts is called The Candidate, and one is called The Party. And it's, like, these shows that run simultaneously with the same actors on two separate stages. What? So, you know how at the Citadel there's, like, the McLab Theater and then there's the Rice Theater, the one that's, like, downstairs? No. Uh, oh, <laughs> Go ahead, okay. though. I've never been to the so, Citadel. So, there's, like, the big main stage is the Shocker Theater, and that's where they do all the big productions, like, the musicals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, like, your bigger casted shows. And then there's the McLab Theater, which is, like, a, a thrust stage. And then there's the Rice... Well, it used to be the Rice Theater. It's called the Club now. And they do, like, little smaller, more, like, edgy stuff kind of down there. Um, so, this, this these two plays, this, like whatever um written by the same woman and she's co-directing it with the guy who's like the artistic director at the citadel and they cast um jesse lipscomb is in it who's which that? is really cool jesse. he's uh he he was the i think he was the make it awkward guy was that not him where there was like the guy who's shutting the racial oh yes yes it is at him yes. yeah yeah that was him so he's in it and he was phenomenal oh good um and he, he plays this like movie this actor who was Sharkman in a, so like it's a send off of course of Aquaman. Um, <laughs> he like kind of believes that he's Sharkman a little bit. Okay. And he happens to be running for, for leader of the country and they don't, it's not president, but it's like leader of the country. Um, and then, um, 
the he and he's also he also happens to be gay and so his partner um his partner's name is marky and he is a drag queen with a tv show on the like national network in this country whatever it is and the guy who played marky walked around on stage for two hours and 45 minutes and did all these changes between the two shows and whatever and um wore heels the entire time oh fuck man it was incredible like it was so it was so good and it was so funny and like the guy that he was running against uh looked kind of a little bit like donald trump on purpose so they had like he had the big long red tie and the ill-fitting suit jacket and like a weird hairstyle you know like all that kind of stuff so you know like kevin o'leary (laughs) but like it was just it was so funny but it was such a cool experience because knowing that like there's this other show going on at the same time uh so when they when the the director came out and to just be like hey but this is the and it was the first performance or the opening night and so he's like so there might be some timing things that we don't have quite right yet Mm -hmm. he's like so the the actors have been instructed to just kind of like vamp you know, a little bit until... Until someone else shows up. Until someone else shows up. And so it only happened... There was a couple times where it was real quick. There was one time where it lasted probably about a minute. And the woman who was on stage, she's uh, a television presenter. Her name, is, was, her name was Vidasha. And she's from some weird, fake European country. Uh, who's also apparently Melania Trump, right? Like, that's what she's oh, supposed to be. okay. And so she, she goes into this, like, spelling bee... Uh, trying to spell words in like whatever language it is that she speaks, it was so funny. Oh my god! And then Great all of a sudden, improv. and then all of a sudden, like the doorbell rings, like it's supposed to ring, and then she's like, "Oh, we'll get to that later." And then just like that's the end of it. And it never, <laughs> they never came back. To it. it was so funny, but it was just like this incredible experience of like going to the theater because you know there's this other show going on and like other stuff happening, and now like we're going to see the second part uh, in about a week and a half, and it'll be cool to see like what is in the other part what's happening while something else is going on yeah yeah like it was it's a super cool sort of chaotic thing and they said that like in the in like the the playbill that um the the record runtime between like to get from one stage to the other is 45 seconds what um but it for most of them it takes them about a minute 20 or so to get from one to the other and in some cases it's like there's a costume change in the middle yeah you're just ripping off clothes yeah, and so and so there in the the playbill there was a little QR code to scan, and so then it took you to this YouTube video, and they actually showed an inside in the backstage area. I think behind the McLab, all of their costume racks have tennis balls on the end of it, because of course people are going to be like flying through there so that they don't actually like get hit and like cut themselves or cut their clothes or whatever on the edges of these racks. <laughs> so there's these like cut up. It was just like it's when you see like the backstage stuff, like it's super crazy, but it was so fun. Oh, cool! It was so much fun to watch, and I'm really excited for the second part. Uh, can I tell you about something that was really fun to watch? Absolutely. Um, well, two things. I went to Us when yeah. we were in Hawaii. And um, have you seen it? No. Okay. Um, it was not my vote because I don't like scary movies. Um, and I was getting very concerned as to kind of what the movie going experience would be like because if you remember our conversation i don't know last episode two episodes ago sometimes fucking idiot people can really ruin your movie going experience what no i know shocked (laughs) so we're in this like random honolulu area um theater and 
there's like I swear to god there was a like a two year old there which was in a probes yeah um but it was it was really full it was a smaller theater because it had all the recliners I think it probably only sat like 40 people like super small um and everyone was really chatty at the start and I was like oh no oh no but then I realized the way you make a horror movie fun is you need vocal people in the audience yeah absolutely and it was so fun as a viewing experience because all of us were just like oh shit no 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 don't do that and it was like such a conversationalist experience with the characters on screen it was so fun and so funny and so good and i hated every second of it yeah Oh, I just don't like scary movies at all. And it was just so messed up. I've heard some things about it. um, And I don't... Like, I'll watch it eventually, I'm sure. Just, like, I'll probably get around to watching Get Out. But, like... What I like about Jordan Peele's movies is that he is... He's kind of the opposite of Spike Lee, who, as we remember, is all text and no subtext. Yeah. Jordan Peele has a lot of hidden layers in his movies. Mm -hmm. And what I like about him and what I liked about this movie is that it was so, like, Stanley Kubrick style that it was just, like, mesmerizing to look at. Okay. And the actual fear was more the image you were presented with rather than the action of what was happening. Interesting. It was fascinating. Like I, because well, see, like I've seen the commercials, right? Like you know, whatever on, like late at night or whatever. And um, and it, the, of course the way they're cut with the jump cuts to like make you. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm I'm out. Honestly, I'm okay. like the, I thought I knew what the movie was about because I'd seen the trailers. Not even fucking close. Really? Like, okay. Not That's interesting. Even. It is so different than what you see in the trailer. It's fascinating. And I don't know, like, how much Jordan was involved in the marketing. I think pretty, like, he's director, writer, producer, so I think probably a lot. But um, I was actually pretty surprised as to what, what happens. But, man, it's an unnerving situation. Like, he just has this this skill to just get under your skin man you'll never look at red overalls the same never okay interesting yeah so that's my first one and then i also watched the first season of the wire so good okay so i'm glad you've seen it um i my whole life have never had hbo so i've always had to like experience all of these things differently than everyone else because there's like HBO programming for some reason is like a cultural touchstone yeah and I get it they put out a lot of high quality shit but it's also like um we were poor in Saskatchewan and we were poor in Alberta like we had as we called it peasant vision which four channels like I had no idea what anyone was fucking talking about um but uh, my sister and I did a smart thing. 
she has an account on my netflix and as <laughs> she called herself a scab to make it even she signed up for crave and then i have an account on her crave account okay and crave is all like hbo and showtime and all of that shit so suddenly i have access to all of this stuff and the first season of the wire is just so first of all like the first three episodes are so fucking slow but my takeaways were so many hunks oh my god so many hunks uh-huh. It's so dated to 2002. It's fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. And it is so overwhelming that, like we were talking about before the episode summaries, after each episode, I have to find an episode summary and read it because it's so lingo-heavy of, like, the drug trade that I'm just like, wait, what? What is happening? What does that mean? I don't know what this yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to yeah, go and, like, catch myself up by someone who's much smarter than me. But I was, like, super, super impressed by what it accomplished. It's such a good show. Like, it's so, so, so well done. So well done and so... So unforgiving. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily that it has a bias i think like you know like law and order svu has a bias this one just seems to show each party and each perspective just absolutely clear of perspective like they're just trying to be blank about it and just be like here's here's this blunt way of looking at someone's life hypothetically yeah and i find that really fascinating well in a lot of ways it's like it's very much as if like spike lee made a tv show in that same respect, right? Where there's, like... Where he's got that sort of, like... It's not that Spike Lee's unbiased, but that where there is that sort of very clear-eyed look at the thing. Yeah, and it's not as Whatever if they're not is. trying to accomplish something. There's a lot they're talking about. It's, you know, corruption in law enforcement and the uh, incapacity for people in um, communities like the west side of Baltimore to get out of this world um and kind of how it's just a cycle where you're just beaten down and beaten down and beaten down even if you want to leave you can't um and i don't think that's you know unknown to us but it was just such an interesting way to communicate it to an audience and it's just it's so 2002 <laughs> oh, it, it is very 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 like the cars the pagers the cell phones the fashions like idris elba is in a suit that's like three sizes too big for him (laughs) all the time it's wild yeah no it is it is it's funny too how that works hey like there are some things i was just talking about this with someone else like there are some things that hold up really well Uh um like i can watch like I can watch a movie like Raging Bull or Rocky or whatever, and it doesn't have that same like dated feel to me. I think Rocky Three is super dated when he fights. Um, yes, true. Mr. T, that one's bad. But like the first Rocky, it doesn't have that same feel, right? Or watching like, 
I'm trying to think something else. Like watching, like I don't know. Even when I watch something, even like Top Gun or whatever, right? Like I don't, you don't get necessarily that same feel. I to it. I find that there's stuff like that late '90s, early 2000s stuff. Yeah, it's just I think feels it's it it's very stylistic to that time. Yes, you know it's very gritty. It's very muted. There's not a lot of colors. It's, you know, it's a rough, it's a rough time, mm-hmm. 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think that, like, stuff from that, like, yeah, sort of make 97 to, like, 2003-ish movies and TV, a lot of it does feel really dated. Yeah, absolutely. And part of that is technology, right? Because, like, before... And this is maybe why something like Top Gun or whatever doesn't have that same feel to me, because like no one had cell phones back then, so you don't notice this like weird thing. All but it's sudden. also very camp, right? The tone of that. Yes, yes. The film is very different, whereas The Wire, it's so serious and like it's that like gritty realism. Responding kind of deal. to a page is gonna be, you know, the end all be all to the fate of a character, and that's why you're like, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's just a thing that you notice sometimes, where right? with like those that sort of period things. Because I was talking to someone about you know sort of movies that like have stood up that we really love, and one that has stood up to me like so 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 well. And part of it is because it's a period piece, and so like it doesn't feel dated because it's a period piece. Um, is still the last of the Mohicans. Oh my God, you are so horny for the last Mohicans. Oh, it's such I a good movie. Oh but my like, God. but. But we were talking about how it stands up in terms of, like, like film technique and, like, all that kind of stuff, too. Like, it feel it doesn't feel when you watch it. Like, you, you can tell if you're watching it on TV, generally, except it's been, like, sort of redefined, so it's a little bit better, a little bit higher def than, like, when it was originally made. Um, but, like, you can kind of tell sometimes when stuff was made. With that one, I don't feel it. And, like, it just, the cinematography sort of stands up well. Yeah. Um, and it's very technically good, and so you don't notice necessarily some of those things. Right. Whereas, like, other stuff, Where there's, you definitely like a shaky notice. cam, or whatever, the color palette, or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's where you start to notice some of those things. Yeah. Are you going to keep going with The Wire? I think so. Um, I'm taking a little bit of a break now, because I really want to finish that book that I was talking to you about. Yes. Um, and it's a long book, and I've been... I just really want to get through it, and on my, um, uh, my library Libby app, I hate it because it says one person is waiting for this book, and I'm just like, I, I, it's due in 14 days, don't tell me that, now you put the pressure on me, and I just feel panicked to finish this goddamn book, ah, and I don't want to, like, race through it, because it's so interesting, but, um, yeah, I want to finish this book first before I go back to it. And also, I've been having really fucked up dreams because I was watching The Wire and then reading this book, The Historian, um, yeah. like, before I went to bed. So it was just, like, it was messed up, man. It was messed up. My brain didn't know how to take any of that shit. Yeah, that would be a lot. And also, and it's, like, a big shift, like, between the two things. But also, they're just a lot. Yeah, like gritty realism, violence, yeah. and then Dracula. <laughs> yeah, and then Vlad the Impaler, okay. <laughs> but I'm 60% of the way through, and I'm 
got some good progress on. So I'm excited to talk about that book when I've totally finished it. Yeah, it's a really good one. When you mentioned it the, when I was talking to you the other day, it's it's a good one. I've I read it a number of years ago now, but I remember really liking it and liking other stuff that she's written as well. Yeah, I wanna I wanna go to the library and see um, if that other title. What was it called again? The Swan. The Swan Thieves. Elizabeth. So I'm just gonna do this live. There um, we go. Have you read The Shadowland by her? I have not. Oh, okay. It's on my list. Yeah. I want to borrow both of them. Fuck it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, she's an, in- it's interesting. Cause like that idea, and we'll talk about it when you get finished it, but like just the idea of like discovering that sort of like real myth or whatever of Dracula is fascinating. Yeah. And it's, it can be a little bit hard to, um, what am I trying to say? Like, parse out the different narratives. Because, like, at times you're he- you're reading a story retold by another person who is telling you about the letters someone wrote them. Yes. And it can be a bit hard to keep a consistent perspective, but also, like, consistent timeline. Because those can change within a chapter. Yes, yeah. So it's, yeah. that's why I think it's taking me so long, because sometimes I have to, like, go back and just be like, oh, okay, right, we're, it's the daughter's perspective right now. No, this is the dad. He's reading the professor's letters, and he's telling his daughter through his own letter. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot happening there. Oh, there's a lot happening. But, um really engaging and really creepy and I can't wait to like I said before like I don't know how there could be 40% more to go of this novel because like shit is happening man yeah there's lots going. it's a good one it's it's a really good book I remember my mom bought it for me um and I read it over Christmas I'm sure one year I just like read it in a day or whatever and was just like yep and there we go. Yeah, done and done. And shockingly, it's one of those books that's long, but I'm just like, man, I wouldn't cut anything. I literally wouldn't cut anything so far. No, me neither. It's rare. Um, do you want to do some questions? Oh, yeah, shit, sure. Because we have a bunch. Okay. Because we were going to record on Sunday. We tried to record on Sunday. Well, we did. And then computers... <laughs> <laughs> exploded yeah and then we i think got it all sorted out for today i think so i think we've got a successful technology situation yeah so the question i asked just earlier uh i just said we're gonna try to record again tonight any burning questions and uh kristen who i met last night because we had a blogger summit at meet which was great and she was in town for no she lives in cochran but she was in town for work and so we met up and had a, usually we don't go, because the last time we went was like two months ago, and usually we don't go quite that frequently, Yeah. but this was a special occasion, so. What was the special occasion? Uh, that she was in town. Oh, okay. Um, so we were like, alright, let's do it. Um, I did and have so, major FOMO. Yeah, we, we saved a spot for you, but you weren't there. I know. But like, if you could have been there, it would have been super great. Oh, thank you. I'll go cry into my pillow tonight. Super duper fun. <laughs> um, it was it was really good. 
Um, but so I met her last night and that was fun. And her question is, should I see Avengers? Like the first one, I haven't seen any. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, you should. Oh shit. Any, like no Marvel whatsoever. Well, I don't know what, but anyway, somebody posted a response to that and here is. Oh yes. Yes. I saw that photo and I was like, what is this about? (laughs) Here is the order. So. It, you're supposed to go, like, this is the order you should watch them in. And I guess this kind of makes sense. Yeah, this so was Captain America. Queen. Yeah. Then Captain Marvel. Marvel? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Iron Man. Iron Man 2. Thor. The Incredible Hulk. Or you could just not, because it's not very good. Just skip it. Um, Avengers 1. Iron Man 3. Skip it. Thor 2. Skip it. <laughs> um, no, you don't skip uh, Thor 2. And I, I think Iron Man 3, only for the context of, like acknowledging the fact that like the the shit that happened in Avengers was like actually kind of serious for people. Well, cuz like sure. it deals with Tony's PTSD and whatever. So I think that's like it's and at least it does that, right? It just it has acknowledges a terrible villain and a terrible climax and a terrible But I like that but, but I like that little kid. The kid's fun. There was a kid? Uh, yeah, the kid that like Tony was like working on his like Iron Man suit in the kid's like garage or whatever. Remember? No, God, no. Are you kidding me? Okay. Anyway, sorry. I digress. Thor 2. So, no. Avengers, then Iron Man 3, then Thor 2. Don't skip it. If for nothing else, then the gratuitous shirtless (laughs) hand-washing scene. So great. Um, And also, uh, what's... God, what's her mother's... What's his mother's name? Starts with an H, doesn't it? Thor's mom. Googling... Um... From the films, Frigga, Frigga, <laughs> Frida, her like Viking funeral, fucking great. gorgeous. Yes. So watch Thor two. It's good. Oh, then Captain America. Whatever. Um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and then Guardians, and then Guardians two. Agreed. Though that makes sense to watch those back to back. Yes. Um, and then Ultron, oh. Ant Man, yes. Cap three, Black Panther, Spider Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok. If you haven't watched anything else, you need to watch Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, on their own, are stellar films. They really are. Uh, and then Avengers Infinity War, and then Endgame. Yeah, overall it makes sense. Whoever made that it, it, it makes a lot of sense to watch in that order, yes. Even just having... I didn't even think about placing Black Panther immediately after... Uh, Civil War, but obviously <laughs> chronologically, it's like two days later. So duh. Yeah, it makes perfectly good sense. Um, yeah, yeah. What I want, and I've I still will say, I want the supercut in order of like the events as they happen, not just in the movies, but like that scene in Iron Man two. Yeah. Where he's like, "Whoa, there's a thing happening in New Mexico. I gotta go," and it's like, "Oh, that's Thor." Um, <laughs> like, I just I think that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, that's a good order. I like it. I support it. Also, just to see how Thor's um, wig and facial hair and costume changes into less Thor and just more Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yes, is fascinating to watch. It's a very worthwhile transformation. Yeah. Also, you should watch Infinity War, um, because Captain America has appeared, and it's amazing. Yeah. 
And his first appearance on on screen with the beard is incredible. And if you've seen the other stuff where he doesn't have the beard, it makes it even better. You'll get horny for carbs, 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, I feel like we have uh, an episode title now, so there we there go. There we go. Um, what are we doing here? Uh, a good thread? Nope. That's about hockey. Okay. This was from when we tried to record on Sunday. This is an FMK. Are you ready? Sure. The ghost of Jamie Ben past, Jamie Ben present, and Jamie Ben future. Who goes down first and why? Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> and it wasn't even from Mike, so... Uh, it wasn't? No, it wasn't even Mike's fault. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, so you're going to kill... Fuck. You're gonna kill the present. Okay. You're gonna marry the future and you're gonna fuck the past. Is what are I Are you married Okay, why are you marrying the future? I'm just Anyone can this. change, Megan. That's what I was hoping for. Okay. <laughs> just like holding out hope that it would get better somehow. Yes. Um, you know, I think he's proven he's coachable question mark yeah. i know nothing about him <laughs> possibly i mean he did win a scoring title once so. <coughs> oh my god it just spit diet coke <laughs> everywhere i mean i'm not even making that up he actually did like that is legit oh my god you need to warn uh, me before you say things like that do i jesus um, okay, and then I asked some more today. I was like, anyone? Anyone? Mike texted me a bunch, so I'll get there in a second. Um, RDC is traveling in Japan right now. And question is, train stations and lack of bench seating. Why? Because <sighs> they don't want anyone to actually stay, and they don't want home- homeless people to sleep. They want you to be in transit. If you have somewhere to sit and you're sitting, it means your system isn't working correctly. It's fucking stupid, and it's a mindfuck to everyone who uses transit, and I hate it. Okay, so that was like a whole thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> all right. I got a question from a buddy at work. It was a really good question, actually. Um, I just need to find it again because this was not today. Oh, I think there's two more from Saturday that I found. Okay. Uh, Avery says, what city would you and Kay place an expansion team in and who is the first front office hire? An expansion team? NHL, yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, all of my favorite places have the NHL teams. Okay. So, I don't know. I get, well, I mean, Seattle's going to be a thing, so that doesn't count. Um, Quebec City has been a thing for a long time. Yeah, I'd go by and maybe go back to Quebec City. Who would be my first front office hire? Someone who doesn't speak French. <laughs> Like, I literally don't even care. Like, an old Polish grandma for all... Like, what difference does it make? Because as we know, I could run a hockey team. I was going to say, like, Haley Wickenizer, but... Old Polish Lit- grandma it is. <laughs> like, literally anyone. Um, um. <laughs> and then, um, Really Bad Goalie says, uh, How many six-year-olds do you think I could take in a fight? I'm six foot nine, 
230 pounds, I can bench 215 and squat 225. Well, I think as soon as one of those six-year-olds punched you right in the nuts, you'd be done. So I'm going to say one and a half. I just want to ask Chris this question. Chris, did you hear the question? Can you listen to the question? Uh, how many six-year-olds do you think this dude could fight? He's 6'9", 230, he can bench 215 and squat 225. Oh my god. He says it <laughs> depends on the six-year-old. It does depend on the six-year-old. Did the six-year-old punch the dude in the nuts? Chris says if he's from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Wallace from The Wire, you might not be able to make it. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. Um, okay, so this question from uh, a friend from work was... Um, like what, what band or artist, like music, like singer, whatever, could you see their music catalog being turned into like a musical someday? Oh, the wish is Backstreet Boys. And he says here, like he's convinced that not, I don't know if he wants this or not, but he's convinced that someday there will be a Coldplay musical. Oh, for sure. I could see that because the music in itself is... I think with their songwriting, I know that they're not, you know, a super loved band in terms of, like, the cool factor. But I think their songwriting is metaphorical enough. Mm-hmm. And they really avoid the literal in a lot of situations that you could for sure write a storyline. If you can well, make Mamma the- Mia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's be honest here. If you can make a musical out of Beatles music. For sure. Which is not really deep thinking stuff in any way whatsoever you can make a musical out of cold well they thought it was deep thinking stuff because they were on fucking acid the whole time um so do you have you seen like the trailer or whatever for that movie where the guy like wakes up and realizes that no one knows who the beatles are and he like remembers them and so he like pretends that he's written all their songs jesus christ this was written by fucking white man wasn't it uh it might have been what's it called who's in it i can't remember Movie about Beatles (laughs) not existing. Here we go. It's called Yesterday. Oh, come on, Danny Boyle. You're fucking better than this. But anyway, when I first saw the commercial for that, I was like, I would like to live in this world where the Beatles never existed. And people got really mad. Seriously, Megan, we are on board. Like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a real controversial thing, I think, probably. They're not a good band. They're not very good. They're not a good band. Okay, um, it's Danny Boyle directing it. The Same absolute best Richard version. Richard Curtis? Come on, Richard. The absolute best version of the song Yesterday is covered by Boys to Men. It fucking be- is so good. Oh my god, I've never heard it, boys. Oh, it's so Man. good. Yes, I'm gonna listen to it when we're done. You almost said it's it a- fucking bangs, and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's so goddamn good. Um, yeah, no, I. What are we talking it's about? Boys to Men musical for sure. That would be a great one. Uh, I could see like a. I'm trying to think what else. Who else could I see? Um. I mean, I feel like we kind of got one because she was in A Star Is Born, but I feel like you could see like a Lady Gaga musical as well. Oh yeah, um, right. And you could, and it would be it would be cool because there would be this like this evolution, this transformation from like her weird as shit 
debut uh-huh. to the what she's become. To yeah. the Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah. Also, Bjork would be a great one because you, you gotta start with that fucking swan dress. And just work your way to it. Yeah, like, it starts it starts and ends with the swan dress, and then in the middle it's like, how did we get here? No, 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 <laughs> no. If, you, if you're doing it about Bjork, what it is is just the whole hour of her uncut walking that red carpet. <laughs> in a swan, in that swan dress. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else like that would be. I think Beyonce. Me- I was gonna say Beyonce, but like everything about her heart, her art that she makes already is so like autobiographical and so much in the film sphere. That's what I was. That was my first thought was Beyonce, but then I thought about Lemonade, and I was like, "Well, she kind of she's did already that, done it, of. yeah, and she does it all the time." So I don't know if that would. I yeah. don't think you would experience any laundry that she hasn't already hung out to dry. It's true. It's very true, but it's an interesting question because it makes you think about like, you know, the stuff that you listen to and like what would work well and what wouldn't work well. Yep. Um. But I think I think you might be right that Coldplay could be a thing, for sure, because it's very, the music lends itself. It's different enough, and the music like lends itself to, to that. But I am also putting a stronger vote behind Boys to Men. Oh, it'd be so good! It'd be oh so good. Oh, even just the soundtrack. I want like a musical version of Mariah Carey's Christmas album somehow. Like just use that that album as the soundtrack to your Christmas story. <laughs> oh my Using god. Mine. No, it's just fucking Oh god damn it. What is that goddamn Dickens story, Megan? Christmas Carol? Christmas Carol. <laughs> it's that story, but it's just her music on top of it. So, so when um, the Muppets version, obviously. No, but oh, it doesn't even matter which one. So, like, where does "All I Want for Christmas Is You" come in to that story? Well, the very like, end, because I was learned. gonna say at the end with the, with the turkey. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and the turkey sings it. The turkey becomes anthropomorphized. Oh, I love it! And dances, and it gets grease everywhere, and everyone loves it. This might be oh. something that was written on acid. <laughs> this might be something that we're writing right now. <laughs> like that Christmas movie. Um, Starring Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. <laughs> I almost said Tyler Johnson. I was like, no, uh, that's not No, right. that's not right. Um, I have a couple questions from Mike, but before I do that, I want to read you this thing that I found. So I was at the bookstore the other day. Shocking. Um, I can't remember what the book is called, and I don't think it matters anymore. Listen to this. Just listen to this little synopsis on the back. Are oh, you ready? No. Okay. It's like I've seen the movie five thousand times on the Hallmark Channel. So anyway, um, without ever seeing this exact story, um, Nina is addicted to bad boys. The meaner, the better. <laughs> Just- <laughs> Nina, you got some fucking problems. It's true. Despite her friend's misgivings, she firmly believes that true love only takes one form. Wild, full of passion, and punctuated by tempestuous arguments. She won't settle for anything less. She sounds awful. She's a Um, dumbass. But years of swiping right has uncovered nothing but losers and flings, and Nina is no closer to finding her one true love than she ever was. When a man from her past walks into the bookshop, Nina knows she has nothing to fear. The geekiest boy at school has become a boring suit with no chance of making her heart go pitter-patter. Yeah, fucking right. 
um, which shows how little Nina knows about her heart, dot, dot, dot. Would you like to guess what the name of the bookshop in this movie is? Oh, God. 12-inch Wang. (laughs) (laughs) No, close. (laughs) Happy Ever After. Oh, for fuck's (laughs) sakes. Uh, I, saw, I was just like, I was walking around the bookstore the other day, whatever it was, probably Friday, and I was just like, yep, yep, that sounds like something that I would watch on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, God. Well, mine was uh, a bit too R-rated for the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, probably. Are you ready for Mike's questions? Is this the, this is the podcast ender? Probably. Just, just knowing how things go. He's, there's three questions. Okay. There's an Avengers question. The first one is, can we put Chris Pratt in Thanos' ass and then just leave him there? <laughs> yes. I support it. Yes. Um, okay. That was really quick. Uh, hockey question. There's two hockey questions. I'm so sorry. Um, if Connor forcing a trade was what it took to get rid of the old boys club once and for all, would it be worth it? Um... See, I don't think that it will, the old boys club will ever be gone. Regardless no? of, no, regardless of Connor leaving, it's always going to be once an oiler, always an oiler. Yeah, but that's like, that's a kind of a normal thing. But like, do you think that, you know, if he were to force a trade? No. Would that be the end of... You know, those guys in management. Would the uh, the real question is would they give me an interview for GM? That's no, my kid. Uh, no. I I know I've I would hope been, in our lifetime that it would change, but the heat death of the time. universe is gonna come first. The heat death of the universe, then Milan Lucic will still be an oiler and then they'll hire a woman. Yeah. And then okay. Chris Pratt will come out of Thanos' ass. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, last question. Are you ready? The Dallas Stars unveiled a cow as their joke mascot yesterday. Should it have been called Sergei Mubov, because they had Sergei Zubov? (laughs) Um, Or, or, quote, we wanted a cat, but our captain said no. I don't get the joke. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like, oh, don't make me explain it. Joke explainers are the worst. (sighs) It was a thinker, that one. It was a bit of a thing. It took me a second, and I was like, nope, I got it. I'm there. Yeah. Right there. Sergey um, Mubov is very good, though. <laughs> that is a great name. Do they have a mascot already? I don't... Uh, they might, maybe. But I just like the fact... They might have a bull, perhaps. It's possible. Well, I... God damn, the Oilers are fucking terrible. Holy shit. Oh, they've got Victor E. Green. He's an alien. Oh, Okay. Oh my god. This is this is the worst fucking copy I've ever read. He's a furry green alien with hockey sticks for antennas who comes from a galaxy far, far away. Go fuck yourself. Well, maybe he does. I'm sure he does, but I didn't need that goddamn shitty Star Wars reference in my life. Speaking of a galaxy far, far away, very, very, very slight segue here. Okay. Um, Reva sent me a, a video about, uh, on an Instagram thing yesterday that Adam Driver is in a new movie, a Jim Jarmusch movie called The Dead Won't Die, and it's a zombie movie, and guess who else is in it? Oh my god, who? Bill Murray. Oh, again, Bill? It's gonna be so great. Oh, 
I was hoping it would be someone. Um, a hunk. I just sent you something to your DMs, by the way. <laughs> I feel like that should be the photo for this episode, or part of the photo. For this okay, episode. let's not let's not mention anything. I'm just gonna no. save it. I just I really like it. It's good. Okay, photo for episode. What number is this? Eighty three. Eighty three. Okay. Yeah. So like this this thing that you sent me. One hundred percent related to what's happening in Philly. What's happening in Philly? Yeah, without, like, referencing this completely. What's happening in Philly? With the Flyers. And they're, like, equivalent to this. Oh. How it's just so sexy? Yeah, very related. <laughs> yes, yeah. Maybe maybe you're not 10 out of 10 horny for carbs all the time. Maybe it's other things. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what's going on Are you on accusing right me now. of being a furry? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it out loud, but here we are. Uh, and on that note, I think we should probably cut it right about now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Sorry about our technical difficulties earlier in the week. Uh, we will try to not use computers next time, so we won't have a problem. No, I'm kidding. Wait, I don't what? Know how we would do this. How? I do not know how we would do Everyone, this. Everyone, let's go to Megan's house. <laughs> you can watch <laughs> no. us. <laughs> no, please don't. Um, that would be awful. Just the thought of it is like making my knees sweat, so no thanks. Oh, weird. Okay, continue. Yeah, I don't like that idea. Um,. You can listen to us um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. Whenever we record. <laughs> Whenever we record. We'll try really hard to like keep a regular schedule. Um, but, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Um, we have an email address that you can uh, email questions or whatever to. GarbageFirePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, there's an Instagram, GarbageFirePodcast. We have a website, garbagefirepodcast.com. Thank you, Tyler. Um, Megan's on Twitter, at Meg14. You want to say it? And Kelsey, Thank yeah, you. Kelsey's on Twitter, at garbagefirepod. Excellent. Um, which is great. And, um, yeah, that's all we got. We're going to do, um, sort of by special request-ish, uh, live commentary of a movie that uh, Kelsey will have watched twice by the time we do it then. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. But it's been, like, a year since I watched it the first time, so yeah. obviously I remember absolutely nothing. So we are going to do our live commentary sometime soon-ish, hopefully, uh, of Battleship. Woo-woo! And I'm really excited for it. I know you are. Because I don't know if you remember the scene at the beginning of that movie, but it is a fucking cinematic masterpiece, so oh I'm just Oh my god, it absolutely isn't, and I'm gonna tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> It is amazing. Um, so we're going to do that sometime soon. I don't know what your Easter plans are, but maybe we could, like, figure something out. Anyway, um, that's all we have. That's it. For today. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. Mm-hmm.